welcome to Becoming Whole podcast. I am your host, Claire Bradshaw, a life coach and a yoga and meditation teacher. Join me as I explore with my guests what it means to live a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come together into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values and the fullest expression of who we are. So if you're a seeker, a feeler and someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's grow together. Hello, welcome to another episode of Becoming Whole with Claire. And today I have a beautiful interview for you with Christina Tidwell, who is a fellow coach. I've known Christina for about a year and she's just a brilliant human being as well. So um, just a little bit about Christina before we get to the episode. She is a registered nurse, a certified autoimmune health coach, and the owner and founder of Live Well with Christina a holistic health and nutrition coaching practice, specializing in serving clients with autoimmune disease. She believes in the power of food as medicine and aims to help people take control of their health through diet, lifestyle shifts, and personal empowerment. She's a dinner party enthusiast and aspiring pharmacologist who just wants to eat, drink, and live well. This is such a brilliant episode um, and I think that if you are struggling with an autoimmune um, disease or if you know someone who is, then really you're going to get so much benefit out of listening to this um, podcast episode. And even if you don't, um, but you have been to the doctor and um, you've got various number of symptoms and you've been feeling unwell, but all of the tests have come back and said that there's nothing wrong with you, then I'd really recommend um, listening to this podcast interview because we delve into some sort of key points here that can really help and assist you on your wellness journey. So let's get straight to the episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. Hi, Christina. Great to have you on the show. Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Awesome. So let's uh, start talking about um, your journey with autoimmune disease. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about sort of how old you were and what the symptoms were and kind of how things evolved from that place? Yeah, definitely. So when I was about 18 years old, is when I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease for the first time. And just for context, I'm 31 now. So there's been some time (laughs) figuring out all these things. But when I was 18, I was previously, I mean, I was a pretty healthy 18 year old. I didn't really have any, any big health issues. Um, I was really active. I played a lot of sports and it was just at the end of high school. And I had just started getting these symptoms as if I had a really bad flu or cold or something. And what was coming up for me was like extreme fatigue and these chills. I would get chills and a high spiking fever. And then I would have these sweats and it would kind of come in cycles. And to me, it just felt like a really bad flu, to be honest. And so I just kind of rested and thought, okay, you know, I just have to let this ride its course um, and it'll get better. And what happened was it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the fevers I was having were just increasing more and more. And they started spiking up to like one of, well, it's 104 Fahrenheit. I can't think of exactly what it is right now. It's obvious, <laughs> but, um, 
but it, yeah, they started to get worse in intensity. And one night I had gone to bed in the evening and I woke up in the middle of the night with this horrible back pain. It's like my whole back had kind of seized up and I couldn't take in breaths very well. I couldn't breathe very well. And so I ended up actually that night when that was happening and this will all help. I'll explain this all a bit more in a minute, but, um, I ended up having to grab to grab my phone like a landline in my room and call my parents down the hall because I couldn't get up because this pain was so severe and I couldn't breathe wow. very well. And yeah, and so called them and was like, something's wrong. I, you know, like something's really wrong with me now. I can feel this. And we went to the nearest hospital. And um, what they found out there is the reason why I was having that back pain was because I had a blood clot in my lung or a pulmonary <gasps> embolism which is, it's a little bit, now I kind of know it's a bit more related to my autoimmunity, but at the time what they told me was like, oh, just, it was a perfect storm, kind of a freak accident from taking hormonal birth control and you were sensitive to this. And Hmm. when I was in hospital, so this is what kind of, you know, prompted me to go to hospital. And when I was there, they were testing me for all these different infectious diseases, right? Because I had just these really weird, vague, like flu-like symptoms. And testing me for West Nile virus and like yellow fever. I, I live in Seattle, Washington. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I mean, that would be very strange if I had West Nile virus, but you never know. So um, going through all of this and it was probably a couple, I ended up staying in the hospital for about three weeks and uh, to control the fevers. And there I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called adult onset stills disease, or sometimes it's called juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, um, but it presents a little bit differently. So I was lucky in that I was actually diagnosed pretty quickly. um, And a lot of people, the average time to autoimmune diagnosis, correct autoimmune diagnosis is about four years. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was pretty quick. And Stills disease is a rare, weird autoimmune disease. People listening probably may not have ever heard of it. Um, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's a weird one. (laughs) It's a, it's a weird one. So it's, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Big Sick, um, but Kumail Nanjiani, he's a comedian and, and him and his wife wrote this movie. And um, some people have recognized it through that because she had the same diagnosis. It's literally the only other time I've heard it like, yeah. in mainstream media. Um, so it's, and basically what it is, is it's an activation of our innate immune system. Mm-hmm. our first line of response. So what happens when we get a cold or a flu is that big response where we get this, you know, immune response of fevers. Um, sometimes it's swelling, inflammation. Um, and so with Stills disease, it's characteristic of high spiking fevers, extreme fatigue. Some people get joint pain. I don't experience joint pain with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more systemic for me. And um, some people will get sore throat or a rash on parts of their body, and it has to be treated with you know various medications to suppress the immune system. Um, so that was kind of the initial onset of that, and it came on very quickly for me. And looking back, there were some signs that my body was a little bit out of balance, but but yeah, like I said, previously pretty healthy. So. Yeah. From there, it's been a big journey to kind of figure out a lot of different things. But that's that's kind of where it all started back then. Yeah. yeah. So how long were you sick for until you actually then ended up going to hospital and getting the diagnosis? Um, I think 
I think maybe I'd say like over the course of a month, like it started with just kind of low grade fevers and I, you know, I thought I had the flu and then it kept getting worse and worse. And so then we realized, okay, this isn't just the flu where you can just rest and, and get over it. And, you know, it's, um, it is definitely something else. It's autoimmune condition. So yeah, I'd say maybe like three, three or four weeks, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And then, um, what do they do in hospital then to help you with your lung? Like, did you, was it, was it medication or was there anything else that you had to have done? Yeah, they just give, um, intravenous medication to thin the blood clot. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's a scary, it's a scary one because it's in your lung and sometimes it can cut off people's air supply. And so, yeah, so that was, you know, that was a scary one. And, and definitely it was just, there was a lot of inflammation in my body from the immune response I was having. So that was, you know, kind of tied to having this, you know, clotting issue or clotting factors. And so it was my body just kind of freaking out, but I was taking hormonal birth control at the time. And mm-hmm. for me that my body did not, did not love that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so yeah, that was, they were able to treat that. And then, um, for the fevers, one reason they kind of knew it was an autoimmune disease is because I responded to what's called like, um, steroids or corticosteroids that kind of help to suppress your immune response. Mm -hmm. And it caused my fevers to go down immediately. So, um, so yeah, you, you know, kind of being, um, having all of, all of that, I was discharged from the hospital and was just kind of like, a, what just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and B, how do I move forward from here? And, you know, I was previously really healthy and active and it just really rocked my world to have this happen. And going through this whole experience is what led me to do, well, became I became a nurse. Um, and then now I do, you know, holistic health coaching for people with autoimmune conditions. And it's led me to do this work because I just saw how this conventional medical system definitely helped me a lot. Like I owe my life to that. Um, But when you kind of leave the hospital and you're figuring out how to live day to day, there's not a lot of guidance um, and involves a whole lot more than just taking some pills to suppress the immune system. So Mm. through all that is kind of what led me to, to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of almost like where you've got to now with your holistic health coaching. It's like, it's almost like the missing piece. Mm-hmm. You know, you've kind of combined, you know, working in the, you know, the Western medical system. And, you know, as you said, you know, you owe your life to that and it's helped you a lot, but then sort of taking it to the next level, which is to then serve people, you know, in the longer term of how to manage it day to day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure even people without an autoimmune diagnosis can relate to that, you know, not necessarily getting everything they need from Mm. this conventional medical system. Um, But I can, you know, to back up a little, I can just sort of define maybe what an autoimmune disease is for people. Um, And I know there's more awareness of autoimmunity now. So you know, I'm sure obviously for me, it seems like everyone has one because that's the, the, you know, people I work with, but 
Um, everyone does not have one. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh no, I think I have one. No, it's, it always happens at first because you're like, fatigue? Yes, definitely. I have one. Um, so autoimmunity is, is just our immune system on overdrive. So it's our immune system, which is supposed to work for us and does work for us to, um, to attack foreign invaders, to protect us from bacteria or viruses. And in the case of autoimmunity, our immune system has become a little bit confused or has, isn't able to regulate itself properly. And it begins to attack our own tissue. So our self tissue as foreign and depending on, so basically autoimmunity is kind of this blanket term and depending on which area of your body is affected by your immune system, that's the type of autoimmune condition that you will be diagnosed with. So if you, if your immune system is mounting an attack against your thyroid, then you may have Hashimoto's thyroiditis or Graves disease, which are thyroid autoimmune conditions. And so that's an example of like an organ specific disease. And, you know, if it's attacking your uh, digestive tract, like your small intestine, then you might have celiac. Um, but if it's more systemic, like body wide, you know, if it's, you just have kind of overall inflammation, you may have, um, lupus or just sometimes people don't have an actual diagnosis. They might just feel like achy joints or fatigue, um, or swelling or signs of inflammation in their body. So it can kind of be a spectrum from having a specific diagnosis to maybe just having some of these early signs of of autoimmunity or like a continued immune response happening. Mm. Mm. And so how many types of autoimmune disease are there? Um, it seems like it keeps growing. Like every time I do workshops, I'll say, <laughs> yeah, I think now I, we could say maybe around a hundred. Um, <gasps> yeah. Wow. They're different ones. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's pretty interesting and some are more rare than others. Mine's kind of a strange, rare one. And a lot of, you know, who knows, sometimes we don't even fit into exact boxes um, yeah. with these things as well. But our medical system is really focused on identifying disease. Um, and so if we don't fit into a box, that can be one of the tricky parts about autoimmunity as well. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, um, if you've had symptoms or anyone where you've gone to a doctor and maybe, and you're maybe just, you're feeling like really fatigued or having some joint pain or having a lot of like swelling or inflammation or something. And you're, you've been told that, you know, your blood work is normal and everything's fine. Mm. And, you know, just to like reduce your stress or sleep more or something. Mm. And mm. what can be hard about that is it's just cause you don't fit into this disease category. Like you don't, you don't meet the criteria for having an autoimmune condition like Hashimoto's um, or lupus or something, then you don't get a diagnosis. So you don't really get support. Um, yeah. And that can be a really tough place to be. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I completely um, agree with that. Um, as you know, I've spoken to a lot of people in a similar situation and I had um, a situation like that as well, where I was, um, I had, you know, um, when the eyes twitching all the time. So I had like yeah. eye twitching and I then got, I was having gut problems. Um, and then, you know, so feeling sick all the time and kind of IBS symptoms and then migraines, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was just like one thing after another. And then yeah. 
what ended up happening was I then had severe dizzy spells. So I would be sitting at work and everything around me would be spinning and I'd have to leave meetings. Um, and sometimes I'd be presenting at work and I'd have to stop because everything around me was spinning. I thought I was going to throw up. It was horrible. And so I went to the doctor and, um, yeah, had a whole load of tests done, you know, inner ear stuff, did all of the things. And then he just said, yeah, same thing. There's nothing wrong with you, which is obviously a relief. But then it's like, but I'm still experiencing these symptoms and I don't know what's going on. I'm not well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and that was for me, that was oh, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, yeah. and at that time there wasn't really people talking about, you know, health coaching or any other support. It was kind of, you know, the doctor yeah. and maybe see a nutritionist or something like that. But my diet was pretty good. So I didn't see, you know, to go and see a nutritionist. And for me, what actually changed everything was, um, I ended up going traveling for what ended up being 18 months. And um, as soon as I got on the plane, all my symptoms disappeared. Wow. Everything's, I was fine. It was like nothing wrong with me. Absolutely. That made me kind of think, wow, the mind body connection is so, so real here. (laughs) There's something going on here. And, and that sent me down the path of really, going deep into discovering what really was going on and what was the root of what was yeah. going on. Yeah, which was interesting. <laughs> that is fast. That's amazing that you noticed that big of a shift and definitely with, with any of these more chronic issues that we experience, yeah, how we relate to our symptoms and mm-hmm. you know, our stress levels and, and all of that has such a big impact. I see that all the time and I know with myself too so and it's it's kind of that place where you've been told that everything is normal and because you don't fall into a disease category because our our medical system is is like a pathology disease focus that's what uh, doctors and practitioners learn in school is how to identify disease so if you don't have a disease then you don't get identified (laughs) You, you, you kind of fall through and And so that's where I think so many people fall through the cracks and so many people aren't being served and Mm. it's not good enough anymore. And it used to, it works for some things, you know, it works for heart attacks or infections or broken bones. It works. Mm. Um, But for a lot of us, like with those issues that you had, Mm. it really doesn't, it doesn't serve us. And Mm. so that's, yeah, that's where I, you know, that's why I decided to do the work I do now is because I just saw, you know, personally and then working as a nurse in the system too, kind of saw where it failed us, you know, where it serves us, where it failed us, and then what kind of support we need in between. So I get excited when people are like, I went to my doctor, he told me everything's normal, but I'm still feeling this, this, this. Like, I'm not excited that they feel awful, but I'm excited because I'm like, no, this is where I start. This is where we start. So we know that you don't have this condition going or, you know, Mm -hmm. but this is where we start. And this is where we start to dig deep and really look at some of these foundational aspects like diet and gut health and, you know, hydration and sleep and stress and relationships and mindset and, and all of these things that work together on a daily basis to help us 
feel healthy and, and like a whole person. So yeah. yeah, so true. Have you noticed with your coaching and the workshops that you've run, have you noticed um, any commonalities or have you found that actually is such an individual thing? Yeah, I do find that it is so individual. I mean, even with, I mean, there are universals for sure, and, but it's so individual and even when we start to get into this world of <clears throat> integrative medicine and nutrition and stuff, it can be hard because people will say, oh, okay, well, this person has Hashimoto's or a thyroid condition and, and they did this, this, and this to feel better. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do the exact same thing or, you know, they ate this food and, and then it doesn't necessarily work for them because the underlying root causes or the reasons why they developed autoimmunity or their immune system started to go on overdrive are are different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so it really does involve an individualized approach. Um, So that's, if I, yeah, if I've learned anything, like everyone is so different and it's like, you know, working with each person is really about understanding them as a person, understanding their story and what led them to this point. And then you know, kind of the terrain in which their disease was allowed to develop or happen. Um, And then working to um, bring the body back into balance in their own individual way. But I will say there are some universals though, (laughs) like things to consider. So, um, so that would be, I mean, obviously with diet, again, everyone is really different. I think, you know, the big obvious ones that we know are basically to eat less processed chemical, sugary food um, that promotes inflammation and eat more vegetables, good, whole, nutrient-dense food to give our body the building blocks it needs to properly do things and regulate the immune system in the case of autoimmunity. So, the, you know, it's so that's such a general thing to say, but, but really, if you just focus <laughs> on those things, if you're, yeah. if you're not already... I mean, that's, that makes a huge difference. Um, sure. For sure. Yeah. And what I've found with um, coaching is that sometimes the biggest um, challenge is that we know something, but we're not necessarily doing it. And then there can yes. be a reason for that. So it's kind of unraveling some of the reasons why we're not doing the things that we know are inherently good for us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I've, you know, I've done that before personally too. And, um, and so being able to understand that. And a lot of times I, we know what I hear from people is like, well, I want to eat that way or I want to do those things, but I don't have time. Mm. Um, I'm too busy and you know, I don't know what to do. Or also maybe my family is doing something differently. So we can kind of work through all of these things and say, okay, well, this is the goal and this is where you want to be how can we get you there? And, you know, like that's going to be different for me than it is for you. So exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, we know, we know a lot of what we should do, but it's kind of implementing it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And that's definitely what I've found with, um, with coaching has been, you know, so hugely beneficial is just having that time and that space to um, talk through, you know, what's going on, have the support, have the accountability and test as well. Test, um, you know, what, you know, try one thing. Okay. How's that working for you? You know, what, what, you know, what challenges did you come upon when you, you know, took that um, action and, you know, really exploring these types of things so that then, you know, the end of um, coaching together, 
that person is then empowered, and I know that you love this word as well, I'm loving the word empowered, then, you know, self-coach and, and, you know, continue on that sort of health journey for themselves rather than being dependent on anyone. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, a lot of times, well, especially with uh, dealing with any sort of chronic health issues, it can be really isolating and really lonely. And it can be a lot of pressure to figure it out because now we're of the age where we're like, oh, well, I can use diet and lifestyle to help me. And that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself if you are doing things and they're not working or it's not helping you. And you're like, what's wrong with me? And so I, you know, it can be really isolating. And and another thing is that it's great because we have all this information out there about what we can, you know, how we can use diet and lifestyle to help us, but it can be really overwhelming. Like I'm sure if you're like me, my inbox is like full of Mm. daily health tips from a million different people, you know, Mm. and, um, and a lot of them are conflicting. And so a lot of times people will come to me and they're like, Christina, I've, you know, I went to my doctor, they didn't really have much for me. So I started to do some research because I know that I have a little bit of control over this and I want to, you know, figure out diet, lifestyle and some root cause issues of what's going on with me. I've literally read every book and blog and podcast and (laughs) I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed and I need some help just to cut through this overwhelm. And so having a coach or support on your team that can help you work through all of those Mm. pieces so you don't have to carry that alone Mm. is so beneficial and it speeds up the process light years. And (laughs) you know, like it, for me, it took a really long time. I mean, I still am working on all these things. This is like my career now, but I still, I still work on these things for myself. So having that support, I mean, I can't, yeah, advocate for that enough and having a a care team around you to help you, um, so that you don't feel like you have to carry this all alone. Cause it is, it can be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost an additional stress, not only feeling, you know, the way that you're feeling, but then also the, the heaviness that comes from, I'm trying all of the things and they're not working and I don't know where to, that can be really stressful. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. Mm, Beautiful. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit more about your journey. So you were 18, you were diagnosed with, um, with your autoimmune autoimmune disease so it's stills disease and um, so then from there what what steps did you then start to take and how did that then influence the career choices that you made yeah so i you know when i had gotten my diagnosis of stills disease that that was just the beginning like you know it seems like it might be the end like oh yeah they figured it out oh, that was just the beginning and i was on a lot of medications like steroids and some biologic medications, um, which are newer, like they, back then there was only like one. Now there's so many, um, to help control the symptoms of what was going on in my body, which was my immune system just freaking out was on overdrive. And what happened was these medications helped to, uh, cover up my symptoms, decrease my symptoms, but underneath I still felt horrible and had a lot of digestive issues, had a lot of stress and anxiety about all of this. Um, 
I still felt like I just had all this inflammation or like there was, you know, stuff going on in my body that wasn't being resolved, but my symptoms were controlled. So oftentimes with autoimmunity that there's no, like most of the treatment is to suppress symptoms and that can be really beneficial, you know, for periods of time because symptoms can be horrible. And so as I was going along, I was kind of like, oh, I just, you know, my symptoms are being suppressed, I guess. Um, but every time I tried to kind of come off of some of that, the steroid medications, things, my fevers and things would come back. So I knew under the underlying cause was not being addressed. And at that time, I mean, I had no clue. I, I was 18 and I just listened to my doctors and did what I was told. And I had no idea that that, you know, my body or my health was any of my business. I was like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to and it's not working. So it must be me. I don't know. This is just who I am. And, and so kind of from there, I started to, I started to just think about it and realize like, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more to this and there's gotta be more I can do. And Mm -hmm. remember I just started reading, um, cause there wasn't a lot of stuff out there about diet and lifestyle, especially in relation to autoimmunity and started reading this book on anti-inflammatory diet that this woman in Washington had written. It was like one of the first ones. And it was the first time I had read something that made a link between food and how you felt. Like I really didn't know that at the time. And so I started to read that. I just got more interested in it and just slowly thought, okay, how can I, you know, how can I help myself and what can I do? So I just got into my nutrition. And at that time I was just like trying out anti-inflammatory, you know, I I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was just kind of reducing sugar and processed foods and trying to eat more whole foods. That's basically what's, that's still what I do. It's just gotten a little more complex, (laughs) but, um, and throughout all that, I mean, I went, I went to college out of state. So I moved and, and I was, you know, still feeling horrible, having these flare ups all the time that, you know, I wouldn't end up in the hospital because there was really nothing they could do for me, but I would end up just out of commission with these horrible fevers. And so I, I just, I kept going and it was slow at that time because no one was, no one was giving me sort of encouragement that there was anything else I could do. And at that point I decided to become a nurse because I wanted to help people who are going through these types of health issues. It was just like a calling. I was like, I need to be in this healthcare system. And I just felt this and I come from a pretty sciencey family. <laughs> so as I was kind of always destined to do so, you know, something like that, but um, so I became a nurse and I started, you know, I was trained in intensive care and worked in cardiac, you know, cardiac unit and long-term rehabilitation and palliative care and all these things. And Mm. as I was working in that system, I just, I just knew that I wanted to help people or intervene before people got to intensive care and needed quadruple bypass surgery. You know, I was like, I, you know, I'm helping them at this place, but this isn't where I'm meant to be. So I just kept feeling that tug and that pull that like, this is just not, where I'm supposed to be, but I know I, you know, I've loved being a nurse and I was meant to go through all that and learn all of that. So I really deeply know what, what we need, um, Mm -hmm. what people need in our healthcare system. And 
so I've been, yeah, I've been a nurse since then. And my, you know, my specialty has always been cardiac. Um, I most recently I've been in that. So heart health, um, and you know, management of, of chronic illness too. And so it's probably three years ago now I, uh, studied nutrition coaching and it was just one of those things where it just, you know, when you kind of make a decision and things just start to kind of flood you with, <laughs> with like yes. clues as to where to go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was one of those things. And I had just gone through a big life transition. I had, it was, I had a broken up with a partner, a long-term partner and it was a big life transition, moved, moved from Australia back to Seattle. And I just kind of, you know, was like, I, you know, there's some way that I, ha that I can help in this way. Like I know I need to support people in this way. And so yeah, went, went, started, you know, started doing that. And then probably a year later started taking on clients. And since then, you know, I've really, I've done more training to kind of focus myself in um, to helping people with chronic autoimmune issues and chronic digestive issues. That's one of my biggest passions is the digestive system. That's <laughs> um, so interesting. Oh man, it's so important. And mm. uh, so then I, I have been doing that <clears throat> work for the last three years and it's been amazing where it's taken me and, um, you know, what I'm able to do now and how I'm able to help people now. And in terms of like myself and, you know, where I am at now, I mean, it's been a long journey of, <laughs> of yeah. health ups and downs. And so, you know, it started with, with diet, kind of that foray into nutrition. And then I ended up seeing back in the day, a nutritionist who really helped me understand the role of gut health and digestive health. And I had some gut infections that were going on. And once we, um, dealt with those, that was a big turning point in my, you know, my autoimmune symptoms. Um, so it's basically been like peeling back these layers and there's been a lot of different pieces. And, you know, I've worked with functional medicine and practitioners. I've done probably every single holistic healing method <laughs> <laughs> that there is. I figure I got to try it before I tell anyone that it's yeah. legit. So, yeah. um, literally everything. And, uh, he, and, you know, have then, you know, kind of come to realize now that there's so many facets to it, but the foundations are really getting good food in your body, optimizing digestive or gut health. And I can, if we you know, have time, I can explain a little bit more about why that's the case. Um, but also addressing stress and mindset is mm -hmm. the biggest piece for me now, yeah. hands down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, in my, in my coaching, I concentrate more on the stress side of things rather than the food, but yeah, you know, of course, like everything, everything has an influence, you know, everything's impacting everything else. Um, you know, how we feel impacts what food we put in our body and vice versa. So, um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You said something that was really interesting, um, at the start of your journey when you, were you were diagnosed and you were, you know, taking the pills and doing everything that you've been told was the right thing to do. And you said something like, um, so you just felt like, you know, well, this is it. This is, this is how it is. This is, you know, what I have to deal with. But then you said that there was a point when you started to then have a bit of curiosity and start to explore. Do you remember what that, cause I find that point is such an interesting point where it's like almost like, okay, I've been given this, um, you know, this prescription or I've been told this is how it's going to be. 
but actually I'm going to choose different because I believe there's something more, you know, rather than what I've just been told. So yeah, what changed in you there? Yes, that's such a good question. You that yeah, that's a great question. I you know what? I can actually remember the moment <laughs> that that happened and I've actually, I think I've, I've I've written about it or talked about it before, but I went to see my rheumatologist. Um mm-hmm. and this is probably maybe a year out after my diagnosis and I was going through, you know, my whole story kind of telling, you know, what was going on and he, you know, was um saying, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I ended up, um, you know, he kind of took blood and, and looked at my medication levels and helped me with all of those things. Ended up meeting with his nurse practitioner, um, as well, who was there. And I was kind of speaking to her about the story and I was expecting to her to just be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's who you are. That's what you have, you know, move on. Cause literally every single doctor had kind of done the same thing. Right. So you come to expect that. Yeah. And she, you know, I told her the story and I'm like, maybe I'm 19 at that point. I don't know. And she just looked at me and she stopped and she was like, wow, that's a lot to go through. How are you? Mm. And I was like floored. I, cause throughout that whole year, no practitioner, I, and I promise you because I would have remembered yeah. <laughs> no one asked me how I was. Like everything, and I get it, you know, they didn't have much time. They wanted to figure this out for me. And it wasn't for lack of care or compassion that they did not ask me, but they just didn't think to, they didn't think that that was important piece. And she asked me, how are you? And I just like, I didn't even know what to say. And I was like, yeah, not well, (laughs) I'm not doing well, you know? And, and I, you know, told her like my medication was making me feel kind of sick. And it was, you know, it wasn't, I didn't even know if it was working. Um, and she was like, oh yeah, okay. So we can, um, let's see if we can talk to the doctor about switching that up for you. We can maybe find one that doesn't affect you in that way, or we can, you know, think about it, a different plan of action. And she was like, how else are, you know, she kind of kept asking, she asked for my input in it. And that was, it really was the only time that someone had done that. And the power of that. I will never forget it. And that's, that's honestly why I became a nurse kind of, because I was like, wow, she in one moment had the ability to just completely allow me to be actually seen and understood. And she helped me to make changes in this plan. And it wasn't just, this is how things are done, Christina. So there you go. It was like, well, how are you with all of this? What do you think about this? And that was just mind-blowing so it really was from that that because that was the first time that that had happened that I saw what was possible Mm. and thought okay I do have a little bit of control which I didn't know I had so I think I kind of took it and ran with it from there but you know a definite a definite moment yeah yeah how precious it sounds like it was one of those moments where yeah you felt the shift within yeah, definitely. Like, you know, the, kind of those profound moments that actually in some ways, if you think about it, just talking about it now, it sounds quite simple. You know, the fact that she's, yeah. how are you? You know, like she didn't do anything crazy yeah. or anything, you know, like that. There was no like magic that she, she worked. It was like literally just holding the space. And as you said, seeing you yeah. and asking mm-hmm. that question and allowing you to, yeah, be seen and to have the space around that rather than being told, 
you know, take this pill, <laughs> take it for however many days and yeah. you know, keep going. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for, um, for explaining that. Yeah. How, it's, it sounds like a profound moment and it sounds like it's really had quite a big shaping to where you've taken your career as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And any, you know, and I always then try to be a person Mm -hmm. like that for someone too, you know, to be able to have time and space for this and to allow for that person's uh, wisdom of their own body to come through because that can get ignored and suppressed in, in healthcare as well. Totally. And the fact that we have these incredible bodies that, you know, are made for healing, we just yeah to give them the right support with yeah the right food and those types of things and the right mindset pieces and treat them well and they'll treat us well too. And yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that compassion, like I teach yoga as well and I see all these people on the mat and they are pulling at their bodies. They're striving on the mat. They're, you know, their, their foreheads all crinkled up. They're so tight in their body because they're, um, they're trying to push themselves in the yoga. And, you know, I keep saying, you know, breathe, relax. Can you soften in the pose? And it's like almost like a, an inability to do so at that point because there's a control that's coming in. I have to hold this and I have to push myself further. Um, It's kind of this mindset that, you know, uh, in business and things like that, that, you know, is very much encouraged, but it doesn't necessarily serve us. And, um, and, you know, and so then I talk about very much about notice how you're doing what you're doing. And then when you notice, have compassion around it. Because that's the thing is that you can notice how you are. Am I pushing? Am I being aggressive? Am I being this way? But then you can also beat up on yourself for that. And that doesn't help either. (laughs) So having compassion to it and it's like, okay, how can I, you know, choose a different way that's more serving to me and other people? Um, Yeah. we're all yeah. and that you know like I always say too because I do focus a lot on functional nu- nutrition and and mm-hmm. like those pieces of it but honestly the work that you're doing and that you're speaking about and bringing awareness to our mindset and ways in which you know like limiting beliefs and ways in which we're pushing ourselves <clears throat> and we're expending energy that is no amount of food is going to make any difference if those pieces aren't in place. And oftentimes that is the the missing piece. So it's, you know, it's so, 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 so important, all of that work. And so I love, that's why I love, um, you know, everything you talk about and, and focus on because it really is, you know, one of these really like foundational pieces that we need to have in place for any kind of healing to happen. Yes, it's interesting. Um, yeah, like I, I ran a workshop just recently and um, someone in the workshop said, well, I don't know who I am if I don't have my stress and adrenaline pumping. Because I can't live life without that. Wow. Like, yeah. you know, it's, um, you know, and I, I used to be exactly the same. It's just there's been quite a few years that I've gone, I've changed, you know, the path. Um, but it's bringing all of this back into to, you know, um, I suppose the light to see, wow, what are we doing to ourselves, you know? 
and yeah. there is another way there is another way and um but yeah it takes a bit of time to soften and to release but it doesn't mean that we can't still perform it doesn't mean that we can't still do a great job it's just yeah. a, it's just changing some of that mindset piece um and not struggling with life so much not resisting um, and fighting it but coming more into the flow of it yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want, and I just, that just like sparked, I want to on another date, talk to you, have you talk more about that <laughs> um, to people because with autoimmunity, especially um, a lot of times, you know, autoimmune flare-ups hit when people are going a million miles an hour. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of kind of that pushing, striving. I'm totally like blanket statementing everyone with an autoimmune disease, but I think mm. what I see a lot is that that happens, right? It's an overdrive. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, holding on tight to some of those beliefs, those pushing, doing, um, and being afraid to kind of let go is a huge part of, of autoimmunity specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, do they know like, you know, within the medical profession or, you know, are there papers talking about what the potential causes are to, you know, autoimmune? Yeah, there's, yeah, you know, there's so many different things. Some of the main, um, you know, because there is a lot more newer research coming out, but we, you know, some of the main ideas are it's kind of understood that for autoimmunity to develop, for our immune system to not regulate itself, there has to be some degree of what's called leaky gut or intestinal permeability going on. So that's why I focus so much on gut health because. Our gut, you know, our our skin, like our, you know, the skin on our body is our first line of defense of our immune system, but it's also the skins inside our body. So our gut, our gut skin, our small intestine, our stomach, and 70% of our immune system lies in the area surrounding our gut. So if our immune system is is on overdrive, um, then we have to look to our gut. So that's kind of one of the things is there's some dysfunction happening um, in the gut or digestive system, even if you don't have digestive issues. Um, Mm. But a lot of times they can be coupled together. Uh, Sometimes it can be underlying infections. So if the body has, you know, if you've had mono or Epstein-Barr virus or some different other infections that may be going on in your body, causing your immune system to be putting a lot of attention there, um, and then it's not able to regulate itself super well, sometimes that can be one of the causative factors. Mm. Um, Sometimes environmental um, uh, things in our environment, like, uh, chemicals, you know, or cleaning products or things. And these, it's not, when I'm talking about these things, it's never just like one thing, yeah. like, oh, I ate a burrito and now I have autoimmune disease or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's usually you could think of it as kind of a bucket being filled up with glasses of water yeah. with a few different things that have to occur for then your immune system to not regulate itself properly. Another one is nutrient deficiencies. So, our immune system is a big nutrient hog. It needs a lot of nutrients to do its job. And <clears throat> if you're if you're eating a diet that doesn't have a lot of good vitamins and nutrients from like vegetables and good quality protein and you know fruits and a wide variety of these things, um, then you you may be deficient in some nutrients and not have what you need for your immune system to function. So those are just kind of a handful of yeah some of the, you know, known causative factors, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. What, you know, sort of fills up that bucket that causes it to overflow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's why the kind of having the curious mind and, you know, having support like, you know, yourself is really helpful because then it enables the person to really kind of explore all of these different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm, awesome. Um, so I have some last questions for you. Yeah. Um, so for you, what does living a whole life mean? Yes, that is a good question. So I think living a whole life and it's, you know, with health stuff, holistic and whole and everything gets thrown, mm-hmm. thrown around a lot. And I definitely you know, know the value in whole, you know, holistic, looking at yourself as a whole person. But for me, living a whole life, I think one of the first pieces is having a good balance or connection with mind, body, and spirit. So kind of having all of all three of those. And if I find that I'm a little out of balance in one or the other, I, I feel just a little bit off. I feel, you know, a little bit off, um, in my body. And so kind of considering all of those aspects of me as a whole person, you know, in a whole life, um, are important. But I think another thing is that a lot of times with health issues, we can be, we can have the idea or belief that maybe we are not whole, like we are broken. Um, there is something wrong with us and that we need to find these missing pieces. And that's what this whole quest is is to find these missing pieces. Mm -hmm. I actually heard a health practitioner describe it that way the other day. And I like, I had this big reaction. I I was like, what? No, like, that's not true. I went on like a big rant to my fiance. (laughs) He was like, it's okay. Um, But I was like, it's not true because we are not, we're not broken and we don't need to, you know, go, you know, find these pieces of ourselves. We're already whole in our imperfections. And, you know, I have autoimmune disease. I'm, I'm whole. And, and I think a lot of times what happens is we think that we have to find these different pieces and, and fit them together. And, and once we kind of come at a place where we realize we're kind of, you know, remembering that we are whole and that we are kind of perfect and whole as we are, then with a lot more compassion for ourselves and can just sort of go through life or, you know, any sort of health journey with a lot more kindness Mm. um, to just understand that we are, you know, we already are in our own perfection. So I think for me, it was kind of coming to that realization that, um, that, yeah, that I wasn't, you know, some of the limiting beliefs are, that I was having are like, I am broken. I'm not whole. I need to fix this. And yeah. that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, you know, a lot of times even healthcare system or like, you know, beauty, uh, like, well, not beauty system. What do I mean? Like, um, you know, beauty products yeah. and things, it kind of sells to us. Like you need this to fix yourself. You know, yeah. it can be the yeah. same with health, um, totally. holistic health things. So yeah, it's kind of just already just for me, it's like remembering I already am whole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so true. Um, and you know, you made a really great point there, you know, it's, you know, it's not really, it's not our fault that we may be looking to get that fix because that's what we've been taught in society. That's what, you know, that that's how we have traditionally been treated within the healthcare system. Um, you know, getting some pills and things like that to treat the symptoms. 
Um, but then also, you know, all of the media is telling us that we're not good enough as we are. Mm-hmm. So therefore buy this, buy this, you know, because it will complete you and <laughs> make you feel whole. Um, and, um, you know, so it's not really our fault. Um, but I, and I wanted to ask you this, what practice do you have, um, in your own life that helps you to feel into that sense of wholeness? Do you have a spiritual practice? What do you do? Yeah. So for me, it's, I think when I get off of balance or I don't feel whole, it's just because I have forgotten, (laughs) you know, I've gotten distracted. And so for me, I really think what it is, is just coming back to my center. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's actually really interesting, this just popped into my head was when I was 18 and I was going through all of this stuff. I remember I had a journal and I was writing in that when I had gotten back from the hospital and was like, what just happened? Um, and I wrote, uh, I kind of had this like mantra I kept writing that was, that was, I am centered regardless of my environment. And I think at the time I didn't even know what I, you know, I was just like 18 year old writing these things, but that was what was coming through. And it's like this feeling of centeredness or wholeness, even if things around you are spinning and telling you that you are not whole. And so for me, it's just coming back to remembering that. And the way that I do that is getting quiet or giving myself actual, actual time to remember that. And over the years, it's been, uh, yoga has been one of the biggest things that has helped me do that. Um, but now I still do yoga, but now I do, um, I do more meditation and in the morning I'll take a little bit of time, like 10 minutes to just sort of connect back and feel into myself. And it's almost like I'm remembering like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I started to freak out because I was, you know, looking at my Instagram and this person said this and, Oh, maybe I'm not good enough with, you know, if I do this or, um, you know, I have such a busy day today. Like, am I really honoring my need to rest and am I going to make my immune system worse? And so for me, it's taking time remembering again oh yeah I'm okay (laughs) I am whole I am centered regardless of my environment and then from that place it feels a lot better just to go through the day so mine's just so easy (laughs) I just get I just get quiet give myself time it's that's been the most effective thing oh brilliant how how amazing is that like we don't have to overcomplicate things just finding something you know and there's a plethora of different things that we can do um, for ourselves, um, that can give us that feeling, um, depending on, you know, you know, how, how that feels for you. Something that I do is I put my hands on my heart when I'm feeling a little bit scattery in the, in the mind and yeah, thoughts of not good enough or whatever the thing is that I'm getting too consumed in what other people are doing and comparisons or any of that, then it's just putting my hand onto my heart. And similar to you, you know, finding a bit of um, stillness and some space, taking some deep breaths into the heart space, into the chest and into the belly. And just literally saying to myself, and it's a Louise Hay um, uh, affirmation, um, but I really feel it in my cells to say, I wholly and completely accept myself. You can say love as well, love and accept myself. Some people find it quite hard to say love. So even I, you know, wholly and completely accept myself. There's something really beautiful in that. It's like almost 
all parts of um you know my my body and all of the thoughts they just all kind of come into the heart space around surrounded by some compassion it's um yeah it's kind of precious I love that. I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it, give, give it a go. Um, I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right. Having just, you know, it doesn't have to be a long time. It can be five, ten minutes of just quiet to just really feel and tell yourself the things that you want other people to tell you. <laughs> mm, yes. to self, give to self, and it makes a huge difference. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm, awesome well thank you so much christina this has been such a an informative and beautiful chat um you know personally i don't know much about autoimmune disease and you know you've really broken it down um and i'm sure that's going to really support a lot of people who listen to this podcast who either uh experience some some of these things in their own life or they know people who are so thank you so much and thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world as well and the way that you've taken the struggles that you've had in your own life with um you know all the challenges that you've had in your own life with your health and how you've then sort of taken that to now actually be helping and supporting other people whilst also supporting yourself yes yeah thank you and yeah that's the key right also supporting yourself so it's always practicing what you preach but thank you so much for having me and i was honored to be able to talk to all of your people and I hope I hope it's been helpful um, and yeah I could say you know all the same things about you I love the work that you are doing as well so thank you so much for having me thank you and what I'll do is I'll put all of Christina's details onto um, onto my website and the show notes so that you can um, get in contact with um, Christina she's got a brilliant Instagram um, account where she shares so much beautiful stuff and um, and then you know also her the details about her coaching packages so thanks again Christina have a beautiful day thank you you too And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do share it with friends you think may benefit from the message. And if you'd like to rate the show and give it a review on iTunes, not only would I be so happy, but this will also help increase the show's visibility so that more people can benefit from the messages. I would love to connect with you, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is underscore Claire with an I and an E, Bradshaw underscore. I so totally can't wait to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day.